0: It's the E-Commerce Minute, your daily dose of e-commerce, tech, and retail news with your hosts, John Suter, Bart Moraz, and Brittany Blackman. The E-Commerce Minute is a production of Sumo Heavy, a digital commerce consulting firm located in Brooklyn, New York, and Philadelphia. Find us on the web at sumoheavy.com. It's E-Commerce Minute episode 701. In today's episode, dark
1: stores help address exploding grocery delivery demand.
0: For those who may not know, Dark stores are traditional retail stores that have been converted to local fulfillment centers. They come in the form of grocery stores, clothing brands, and home goods retailers. It's basically a storefront that you can't walk into. As stay-at-home orders and social distancing limit the number of customers inside physical stores, some brands are simply closing their doors to customers altogether and turning those locations into dark stores to fulfill the surging amount of delivery and pickup orders. A handful of grocery retailers have flipped some locations into so-called dark stores to handle the crush of online orders. Additionally, reductions in store hours to meet local mandates, as well as the lack of available pickup slots for online orders, are some of the reasons why grocers have been turning retail sites into dark stores dedicated to e-grocery order fulfillment. Notable companies that have taken this step include Amazon with its Whole Foods stores, Kruger at its store in its hometown of Cincinnati, Stop & Shop, and Giant Eagle at several stores, including one in Pittsburgh. Stop & Shop had an existing store in Whitman, Massachusetts. In addition to some Whole Foods locations, Amazon has also temporarily converted its much-touted new grocery store in Woodland Hills, California, outside of Los Angeles, into a dark store. The new Amazon grocery had been scheduled to open in February. Many chains, including Walmart, have been testing the dark store's concept for months. Target uses a hybrid approach and sends items from stores to fulfill some online orders. The idea is to put fulfillment centers in densely populated areas to shorten delivery times and provide a faster and more convenient shopping experience. And of course, the need and demand for that convenience has only grown in recent months. Even after the coronavirus has subsided and consumers try to return to some kind of normalcy, we'll be faced with a new kind of normal. Shoppers who have experienced delivery, curbside pickup, and e-commerce will likely adopt at least some of these habits into their everyday lives. Many stores may even still limit the number of customers inside at a time or continue social distancing measures. And that's where the dark stores come in to help all of these transitions while still protecting customers and employees. It's it's yep. it's the world today we live in. <laughs> it's
2: really funny. It's like when we first started reporting on all of this stuff, we were like, Oh, this is what's happening now, and now we're kind of transitioning into like this is what you'll expect to see for the rest of time. Like this um,
0: is what's <clears throat> gonna
2: be happening.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean there's a lot to say Hold about on.
2: that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot
0: there's a lot to say. And it all hinges on you know, if there's a vaccine, if there's some treatment, if there's, right. a, if there's all these factors that go into play. You know, and I get up every morning and scour the news and go, hmm, what what new development? And all I get is, well, this could happen and this could happen and this could happen. There's still real no solid answers, but at the same time, people are trying to get back to normal or create a new sense of normal. And I think this is part of it. We did an extensive discussion about these types of thing in our podcast yesterday, episode 700, we were talking about drone delivery. This is narrowed down to more just the grocery end of it. I thought this was kind of inevitable considering, I know we've talked in previous podcasts of our frustrations trying to find a slot on Instacart or local grocery, trying to get a delivery. These chains got caught flat footed as well as all of us. We didn't, no one saw this coming, or at least not, we didn't think, we didn't think all this was gonna happen. So. I think mm-hmm. everyone's adjusting to the new normal, and I, you know, and the, and the smart ones are saying, you know what, we got some real estate here. Let's make a more efficient pick and pack you know, solution out of this. We can serve more customers, and that obviously helps their bottom line. And it's even interesting to see how smaller places, like I don't know if you guys had saw the one bodega. He took pictures of all his shelves and then put a big. Oh, giant – that's, that's in Philly. Out. They put a big, giant display outside of his store so his customers didn't have to come in. They could look and say, okay, I need this, I need this, I need this, I need this. Mm-hmm. So I think that you know, the smart people are being creative and, and, and adapting as they can. And this is one instance where mm-hmm. you, know, you see a great need that completely got slammed and overwhelmed. And I think this is one way to solve it. Because I've said in other podcasts where it's, okay, I can't get the delivery. Now I'm in the grocery store. And who are you bumping into? You're bumping into the Instacart people and the Whole Foods people who are trying to pack <laughs> orders to somebody else. You're know, like, oh my God, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, I can't take this anymore. Yeah, yeah so. I mean,
1: changing the, how that all completely works, like big stores are going to have a problem. Smaller stores are easier to deal with, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the problems like either the curbside pickup or, or delivery is going to be interesting. But you're basically converting the stores into a fresh direct, right? First rec doesn't have any stores right, right. it's just delivery of, of food and then it's just it's conveyor right so you you have to readjust that but i think a lot more people will get deliveries even you know forget the pandemic stuff i think people get used to it and then won't want to shop any other way true trusting that listen i going to a grocery store you know sucks right now but going to a farmer's market is kind of nice right like i rather do farmer's market than anything else because you can pick your stuff and it's good but grocery store, that's easy, right? You just deliver, it's just, here's the stuff. And there you go.
0: I think again, it's, I've said this before, this is an education process for consumers in that one, the perception was, ah, that is too expensive. And two, ah, the, you know, I would rather pick my own stuff. Well, think about 90% of what you buy in a grocery store, it's packaged or it's ubiquitous enough where it's like if you pick one box of cheeses, it's gonna be the same as the other box of cheeses. The only thing you get really super picky about might be meat. And it might be certain types of vegetables. Like, don't get me an avocado that is hard as a rock. I want a medium avocado. I want an avocado. Well, what, <laughs> yeah. What, that's got to go out the window now. Like, you've got to be a little bit more accommodating. You know, there's a lot of other things going on with the supply chain right now where those beloved avocados might not even be in the thing. And we're seeing now that there's supply chain strains with the Tysons shutting down a bunch of locations and some other producers there's going to be a meat shortage. So I think we're at the time where we can't be quite as picky as we'd like to be. And also, you know, again, we'll address the safety thing once more in that if you don't have to go out, you could pay somebody five bucks and tip a guy another five bucks. I know everyone cannot afford that. I know that's that's me sitting in my bunker saying this. But my God, why would you, why would you do anything else if it gives you the same results? Because it puts food in your pantry. I just don't understand.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's you know, I mean, it's it's also safety overall, right? Because if you think about it, there's less contact. Forget there's less people in stores. If you can limit it to just that kind of delivery, there's a lot less people, right? Yep. A lot less handles, a lot less people working around. You can be a lot more safer, right? Because mm-hmm. you can trigger mm-hmm. that off, and then people just deliver your stuff, and you don't have that multi people there and who knows was there right yeah so I it's mean, definitely safer
0: i and i think the stores and again we've had a lot of trouble with delivery we've only been able to actually score one delivery so we've had to go out but the stores have gotten a lot better in terms of their safety protocols oh yeah yep. it's a shame that it took this long to get that that way and it's because this country has never been through something like this so everyone kind of went huh I don't know. Uh, And that was was a free-for-all. And then, you know, the first- It is a free-for-all.
1: I am also, yeah, it was kind of crazy, but I'm also impressed how fast stores did it. Yeah. Yeah. Think about it, right? Yeah, it wasn't months. It was weeks, right? Mm -hmm. So as much as everybody freaked out, it was still like- what month in everybody's had like stickers automatically like printed stickers, not just like,
0: right. yeah, Here's right. yeah, exactly. Like Aldi, like we're big Aldi shoppers. They have, they have their routine down. They have someone at the door. They sanitize the carts. you have the arrows going, which way, of course there's still the mm-hmm. idiot that goes the wrong way or likes to langu- languish in the aisle talking on his cell phone or the guy that walks in with a mask and then pulls it down under his chin and goes looking for mm-hmm. gross. goes looking for produce. I almost punch this guy in the side of the head, but you know, people are people. It's like, that's what you got to worry about. And that, that's the thing. I mean, right. It's, it only takes one. It's about social (laughs) norms.
1: Yep. But it's about social norms, right? It has never, you look at Asian cartridges, that's normal for them, right? It's not a big deal to them. It's like, put a mask on and go, right? But here it's just a change of, but that will, that will change at some point it will be normal and it's fine.
0: Yeah. And I will probably do other podcasts on this, but talking about there's a new segment of fashion where masks masks are the new fashion accessories it's like if you can't show your face, you might as well show your personality somewhere else so a lot of a lot of designers that I know they're working with these print on demand companies and they're, they're printing their own funny face masks and doing all that kind of stuff and masks are going to be fashionable you know like I think there was actually a supreme mask that they were selling, and of course it went for too much money and sold out right away and that's that's gonna be the new mm-hmm. status symbol the cool mask it's crazy, but uh talking about retail and stores we're going to see that change. I don't really foresee just kind of walking into a, a Coles and strolling around and looking at shirts and sneakers anymore. I don't, I think that's going to be a long way away. And I think what the existing retailers need to do is become more like showroomy. And we've, it's so funny. Like we've said this in other podcasts where it's like, Departments are going to go away. Showrooming is going to become a big thing. And this is just going to hit the gas and accelerate faster than what anybody predicted. I think retail as we knew it in January probably won't be the same retail next January. I think we're going to see a lot more showrooming and just a lot of hands Mm-mm. off and just come take a peek and then we'll send it to you. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. I mean, I know, I know myself. I'm a weird guy. I lo- I used to love going to grocery shopping. It was like one Ugh. of my favorite things. And I, like I can't. Ah, do I anymore. no longer do. Or even if it was just like you know oh, I'm having a bad day, it's just going to walk around Target. Like forget it. I'm all, I'm on the app. I'm like, yep, send me my Windex refill and my <laughs> water pitcher filters and all. You spend less money too. So that's, see, that's I've net, net positive hated for me. <laughs>
2: Going grocery shopping before to me like right now everybody does really stupid stuff when you're grocery shopping because like things are heightened. But see, I was perceptive of these stupid, considered things even before coronavirus. So I like always hated grocery shopping because just oh god, it gives me so much anxiety even just talking about grocery why? shopping, why, why, and I have to.
0: Why, why does it give you anxiety?
2: People are just like no personal space. Honestly, if one thing is good about everything going on, it's going to teach people personal space again, because I feel like every time I went to their grocery store, people were like, just breathing down my neck. Like I just, there's something about it that really skeeves me out.
0: There's a certain type of grocery store client that just does not understand personal space. And there are, are still people like that. Uh, yeah. I, think, I think they're learning. They're learning the hard way when someone yells at them and says, yo, buddy, step back
2: yeah because i mean dirty looks can only last so long they don't get it they don't get it it doesn't translate too well when you're wearing a mask you gotta use yeah. body language You really just furrow your brows, like really, like, and then they just still There's gonna be a lot more, there's gonna be a lot more fights in uh
0: yeah, I'm sure, because now people are going, Okay, this is the only way to keep us safe wearing a mask. And you get this one rebel that walks in with his shoulders back, like, Not me, I got freedom and liberties. The best,
2: the best is when he coughs. And then the same guy, when you're supposed to be social distancing at the cash register, stands right Mm -hmm. on your back, even though you're supposed to be like six feet apart. And then they look at you like you're crazy because you're six feet behind the person in front of you.
0: We're going on a tangent, but I was stuck in a line last week. And I had this guy and his pregnant girlfriend. And he was all like, you know, that typical guy with shoulders back. Not me. I'm not wearing a mask. And he was behind me. So I stuck the cart. I used that as my social distance stick. And he kept looking at me and I was like, you're not, you're not coming up and breathing on my back, buddy. Like, yeah. stay back there. You took your pregnant girlfriend out. You had to go to the store. You're not wearing a mask. Like, you live with your consequences. I'm going to stay up here six feet away. T T. All right. We're <clears> rambling. <throat> so let's, let's close this up. A little stat time. Even before the pandemic, the number of U.S. adults who had tried and liked groceries was only at 12%. And that was a 50% jump from 2019. So I think that number is going to double or triple. Most retailers have been planning for a 30% annual growth for e-grocery, which accounts for 6% of total U.S. sales. But the pandemic quickly changed those expectations. That is courtesy of Captain Obvious, Ed Forbes, my favorite reporter. You got anything else? <laughs> nope. All right. It's your Commerce Minute for today. We'll see you on the internet. Come on. That's it for today's show.